Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of Bucks and Six, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Steven Dorf, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks6FFSN. And then you can find this and all of our other podcasts on either Apple or Spotify. So be sure to check those out. Uh, Hirsch, you could call what was tonight's loss maybe the most abysmal, disgusting performance of the season so far. For the Bucks, we lost 135 to 95. It was it was trash from the start. I mean, we went down 22 to 2 took us six and six minutes, 20 seconds to get our second bucket of the game. I mean, yeah, it was, it was just broken from the start. Hirsch. Uh, I mean, you know how I feel about tonight's game, but yeah, I mean, what did you get from tonight? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a pretty brutal performance. I mean, I think, you know, the main thing that, you know, we have to hang our hat on if there is anything is that, you know, our, our main guy, Giannis did not play tonight. Um, and the silver lining is that, you know, that Jay Crowder did return, which is something that we've all been waiting for. But yeah, Steve, every looks like everything that you were kind of saying uh, going into this one came true. I mean, there's absolutely no containing Donovan Mitchell, especially right away. I think he had like 12 points in the first like six minutes or so just to start out the game, uh, finished with 31. And then, you know, we couldn't really contain gorgeous Niang either, which is not a guy who... You know, not many of us going into the game were like, oh, we, we got to be afraid of gorgeous Niang. But he he ends up the game with 33 points. He had a bunch of threes. Uh, but yeah, like you mentioned, the Bucs were never really in this game. Uh, there was not even an inkling of a comeback. And whenever, you know, we would bring it to within 15, they pushed the lead to 30. Uh, and then it went to 40. So, yeah, pretty pretty brutal game. Um, one of the worst games I've I've watched throughout the season, if not the worst, but... Yeah, overall, just, yeah, atrocious. Yeah, I mean, Giannis being out is obviously a really, really big thing. But, you know, when you are when you like to think of yourself as this championship caliber team, this great team, you have Damian Lillard, who we've been talking about as one of the greatest players, you know, one of the 75 best players in NBA history, Chris Middleton, two-time All-Star. Uh, you know, Brooke Lopez, Defensive Player of the Year candidate in previous years, former All-Star. You know, like, where was any of that tonight? Like, it, everybody, nobody showed up, really. I mean, Chris was horrible tonight. Dame was horrible. And it, it was like, like, watching our offense was, like, they were struggling. Every possession was, like, agonizingly tough to score. Like, the, the Cavs are a really good defensive team. You know, we talked about how, you know, that's their strong suit this year. They're, a, you know, a below-average offensive team, but they get it done on the defensive side of the floor. Um, We, we without Giannis... Like Hirsch, I mean, we've seen in the past, like this team with Drew Holiday looked like, you know, they were able to win games without him. The Grizzlies without John Morant in previous years were able to win games without him. Uh, this this team is in a lot of trouble, and I know it's it might be a little bit of an overreaction. It's time to make a move. They, they need something. Adrian Griffin has been really disappointing as of late. I mean, 
like his his inability to adjust. I mean, starting Andre Jackson today was really, really interesting in my eyes. I think that, you know, you have Bobby Portis, who we clearly needed for offense in tonight's game. He should have started. I know Jake Crowder just coming back from injury, but he, you know, fits, uh, you know, what the Cavs are trying to do or against what the Cavs are trying to do better than what Andre Jackson does. Hirsch, it was just disgusting tonight. I, I'm I'm just really rattled right now. Yeah, I mean, and when Chris has, you know, like you mentioned in the past, the, we were able to survive when Giannis went out because of Chris's heroic performances, especially down the stretch in that Hawk series. Uh, when one, uh, Brooke Lopez had 33 points, I believe, in that series to win us a game. And then, you know, Chris went for over 40 to win us a game. Chris going one for 10 with two points in his worst game of the season is absolutely not something that you're like looking at being like, oh, that's that's going to happen again. Like that, that that seems like an outlier game uh, for the most part. And we really just mailed it in in the third quarter uh, going into the fourth quarter. We took out a majority of our guys put in, you know, Chris Livingston got some run, A.J. Green. Uh, Thanasis was out there for a bit. He actually got a pretty cool block, but it didn't matter because we were down by 40. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I think, you know, just, just pretty brutal game. Uh, going to give a little bit of credit to AJ green. Cause he was the only player on the team with a positive plus minus. Uh, but that really shows tonight how it was a group effort and everyone was absolutely horrible. Yeah. When our offense stalls, I mean, we are not going to win games. Uh, something I want to point out too, is that you know, when you're missing your star player in Giannis, you know, in theory, if Dame misses games, you expect guys like Malik Beasley to kind of take off that or take up that offensive load and play, you know, elevate his game. Is Malik Beasley not just another version of Grayson Allen right now? I mean, one for six tonight, 0 for three from three. He was a non-factor on offense. I mean, you saw him try to guard Donovan Mitchell. He couldn't do it. He hasn't been able to guard guards at all. I understand that that three-point percentage has been, you know, elite this year, the best in the league, but... I mean, if he's not going to show up when, like, we need him to show up and, you know, elevate his game, what is he? Like, he, there's no defense there. Well, I think the, I I think the point of getting him was – I think the point of getting him was to be the Grayson Allen replacement. And, I mean, he he's a streaky shooter. That's what we've been saying that he is all season. So it's it's no surprise that he didn't show up tonight. I mean, he he, he tends to show up when the Bucs are front-running. Right. I mean, he he's not he's not the guy that's hitting the, the huge shots, the clutch shots in the corner. He's not that guy. He's the guy who's going to add to a, an already big lead. Um, and I think that's what we've seen throughout the year, Steve. And obviously, you're right. I mean, he can't guard a parked car, a garbage can. He, he, he can't guard anything. Uh, not to mention some of the most elite shooting guards in the league, and especially a guy like Donovan Mitchell, who, who is basically a pure scorer. I mean, he he looked he looked like a toddler trying to guard him out there, Steve. It looked like junior varsity versus, you know, college. Yeah, I mean, we, we can't guard guards. We knew this was going to happen. I mean, it's been – we've been dealing with all, with it all year, Hirsch. Um, t- tonight just did not show the makings of a championship-level team. And, I, I, you know, we know Giannis wasn't there. But, you know, the best teams, when we won our championship, Hirsch, they showed up when Giannis hyperextended his knee and couldn't play for two games. You know, they, they closed out that series. Are you confident, you know, in this team being able to win a series if Giannis goes down? Last year, I was confident that, you know, we could have beaten the Heat. You know, the the way it went, it didn't. But I was still confident at that time that we could have gotten past that team. Right now, if we didn't have Giannis, I am I don't even know if this team would be a play-in team without Giannis Hurst. That, that's how, like, how many issues I think there are with, like, the personnel. You know, you have 
probably the worst front trio with Chris Malik Beasley and Dame in the entire league in terms of defense. Uh, and, and when it's not going offensively, it's, it's ugly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they, they have two weeks to make a move. Like you mentioned earlier, I think something has to be done. Like you mentioned, I mean, I would like, I agree. We're not going to win a playoff series. If you know, Giannis goes down, I think Dame's a different story. I think, you know, we can kind of make up for that, but Giannis going down is the real killer. We've, we've clearly built our entire roster around him uh, for, for good reason. I mean, he is a two-time MVP, top 15 player of all time. I mean, he's that kind of guy. He, he's that caliber of, of player. He will be a legend in our, in our city for, you know, for, for forever. He's going to have statues. His banner is going to be everywhere. So it makes sense that, you know, they, they built around him, but yeah, we're definitely going to need him to stay healthy throughout the playoffs uh, because without him, I mean, that this this was a clear showing of what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I, I'd i really just like to see, you know, the role players on this team step up when their star is absent. Uh, and I'm, we've seen it before. You see it with good teams. Uh, just today, I mean, it, it was just, you know, it was broken from the start, like we said. Um, really, really just want to, you know, bounce back moving forward. I mean, we have the Pistons on Saturday, so we're going to cover that game. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll talk about this upcoming Pistons game on Saturday. Hopefully the Bucks can bounce back, get back in the win column, Hirsch. And we're back on the Bucks and Six podcast. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. We're going to preview this uh, upcoming Pistons game on Saturday in Detroit. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty happy about their uh, football team, Steve, there, but Geez, it's been a it's been a wild season for for their basketball team. Uh, the Pistons are horrendous, easily the worst team in the league. They're four and thirty seven, and we beat them by thirty two points in our last matchup with them. Steve, the, the, this team is an absolute shambles. Obviously, they did just trade Marvin Bagley away, but it wasn't a trade that's really gonna you know affect their team very much. Yeah, I think this is gonna be uh this is a good game to have a uh, have a nice bounce back, easy win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we actually play the Pistons twice uh, and then the Kings twice. Or, you know, we play those teams uh, the next four games. So we're going to be seeing a co- uh, Detroit a couple more times. You know, we just played them. But, yeah, you know, this should just be one of those games where the Bucs should really look to bounce back, you know, get that confidence back, uh, rolling into some tougher games up, in the, uh, you know, down the road. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, the only thing really to look out with this Pistons team is they've got Cade Cunningham. Uh, he's really, really talented. He's a really, really good young player. Looks like he's kind of starting to find his groove at this point in the season. But yeah, I mean, the Bucks should look to kind of bounce back from this. Um, and, you know, just give, you know, that last game, give us two days to marinate and kind of really think about, you know, how that, you know, like how we're going to have to improve from that, you know. Uh, we don't want to just look up or, you know, look by this team and say, all right, easy W there. They have four wins on the year. It's easy for us. No, like I want to go out there and beat this team just as bad as we lost tonight. I think that should be the attitude the, you know, the players should be having as well. Yeah, I agree. We're going to absolutely need to blow them out, uh, step on their necks early, get a big lead like the Cavaliers did on us tonight and never look back. Uh, but in other news, Steve, around the association, Massive trade coming down the pipe. Uh, the Indiana Pacers, the Raptors, and the Pelicans were all involved in a three-team deal. The Indiana Pacers are receiving, you know, the best player in the deal and Pascal Siakam uh, from the Raptors. The Raptors are receiving Bruce Brown, Jordan Nwora, former Buck, uh, Kira Lewis Jr., the point guard, and three first-round picks. 
and the Pelicans are sending Kira Lewis to the Raptors and getting cash considerations. Steve, I think the main question here obviously is, you know, what's the story with the Pacers now at this point? Are they, you know, considered upper echelon or do you want to wait and kind of see how this team plays out first? Oh, really? I was thinking the bigger, you know, bigger piece of this trade was the cash considerations for the Pelicans. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, the Pacers, um, I think that right now after the Knicks made that trade with uh, the Raptors, I think it kind of puts them in that same tier in that echelon of like that second group of teams in the East. Uh, I still think that we are better than the Pacers, even though our record says otherwise against them. Uh, I believe that the Celtics are better and I still think the Sixers are a better basketball team. Uh, and then, yeah, I think that this trade, uh, you know, if in theory, this should put them right with that, uh, right with the Knicks, maybe even the Heat and the Cavs, but definitely a more, you know, a more serious playoff team now uh, should really put them in that actual playoff conversation and not just the play in, you know, six or five seed maybe for them at this point. Uh, maybe, maybe if they, you know, if this really works out, Tyrese Halberton comes back, you know. They could get a four seed, get home court advantage, but I think the Knicks are going to be a tough beat for that four seed. Yeah, and the Cavaliers are playing better as well. Like we, you know, saw tonight, they're on a six game win streak, I believe. So I think they're in yeah. that tier as well. Uh, it just kind of makes me excited overall, Steve, to see you know two big trades going down. Obviously, both players are from the Raptors, but I'm hoping for a pretty eventful uh, trade block here in the next couple of days or uh, trade deadline, and then, you know, the buyout market as well, where the Bucs are expected to, you know, be active. I just love player movement in the NBA, and I think, you know, trades like going down like this, even even if it is to, you know, some might say a rival team, I just think it's fun and entertaining, you know, as fans of the league to just, you know, see big names getting moved like Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, speaking of rivals, I think at this point our biggest rival, Hirsch, is the man in the mirror with us right now. Um but yeah, no, hopefully, you know, we start as we approach closer to trade deadline, you know, we start seeing some more rumors with the Bucks making something like that. Cause I think, you know, you see all these other teams making moves like the Knicks and like the Pacers, they're making moves to, you know, better themselves teams that we've struggled with this year, potentially could see them in the playoffs. You know, you want to see us starting to make those moves. We have a little flexibility. Um, the Bucs are, you know, at this, they said in the last report they're intent on keeping Andre Jackson and Marjan. So I think that leaves us with, you know, maybe moving someone like Pat uh, in our pick this year. So we'll we'll see what that potentially can get us. But, uh, yeah, with all these trades being made, Hirsch, it definitely makes me, you know, it makes me antsy. I want something to happen for us, especially after a loss like tonight. And there's some other big names in the Eastern Conference that are, you know, being floated out there as well. Uh, two of them from the Hawks and DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. I've seen some reports about both of those guys. Those those would be huge trades as well. Uh, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. Those are also you know possible names on the market. So there could be a lot shaken up here in the next couple of weeks. I don't know if a lot of us are really ready for it. I feel like the trade deadline kind of crept up on us. Yeah, I mean, hey, we're halfway through the season at this point too, so... Yeah, it's starting to fly by. I mean, I'd say, you know, we're probably in that or we were kind of just getting past that dead point in the NBA season. But with trade deadline approaching, I mean, you know, things start to get more exciting. All-star breaks coming up. Make sure to vote for Dame and Giannis and whatnot, Brooke, Chris. So get as many all-stars as we can this year. But yeah, I mean, we're starting to kind of get back into that exciting part of the NBA season and then, you know, playoffs, obviously. But uh, right now, yeah, I'm kind of just looking at that trade deadline and really, really crossing my fingers, hoping we make a move, you know? 
Yeah, definitely. I think it should definitely be an interesting couple of weeks coming up here, but I think that's going to be it for today's episode of the Bucks and Six podcast. Make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Bucks and Six FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman, he's Steven Dorf, and let's go Bucks.